Hello there, my warrior friends. Welcome to another episode of Warriors and Hope. I'm Valerie Silvera, but today I have a very special guest. She's one of my warriors. You've actually heard from her before on another podcast episode or two. I'm really so happy that I have people like Donna to join me, to link arms, to stand with me, and not only to walk this journey together, but to add their perspective, which I think is always important. I mean, I, I really appreciate that you all come here and you listen to my perspectives and you put them in your life and hopefully they help you in some way. But, you know, it takes more than just one viewpoint, I think. And I, I just know that you're going to hear something today that's going to inspire you and to help you believe that you can get where Donna is, especially considering what her life is still like in certain ways. So Donna Bova Manley, welcome, Donna. Hi, Valerie. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad you came back again today. Oh, me too. It's always such a pleasure, uplifting pleasure. <laughs> Could you imagine, Donna, that you are going to have a situation where your beloved son finds himself in addiction and your whole world gets turned upside down and then you're going to fast forward all these years and you're going to say, you're so excited to be here having an uplifting conversation. Could you have imagined that? I, I couldn't have Valerie, but you know, I mean, listen, we have to, we have to take, we have to take the blessings out of this. We really do. I mean, it, it's so, so, so important for all of us to do. And um, this, we're going on, well, it's probably 23 years now of my son's addiction Um Wow, you just read my mind. That was going to be my next question. How yeah. long? Is and 23 years? 23 years. He's 37. So and when, when, your, when your son entered his, this whole world, first, you're probably like me, you're probably in disbelief and you thought it was just some little phase and everything be okay. But yeah, of course. Could, could, could you, I mean, could you have even imagined that you would be okay? And And I would say that you're better than okay 23 years later when this whole thing exploded. No, I was just telling someone, I forget who it was the other day that, um, you know, if I didn't have all the people, you, you know, all the people in my life and, and wanted to get better because I was not good for 13 years. I did everything wrong, but, um, no, I don't think I would have, I really, if God had like put it on my heart, well, this is going to be your life and this is what it's going to look like. I don't think I would have wanted to stay in this life because it was, you know, you have this precious child that took so long to conceive and yay, he's my miracle baby and we've got it. And, you know, just wanted the absolute best, this little, little bundle of joy. And, um, and then there you go at 15, here we are. And he's doing all kinds of things that I didn't even know what they were, Valerie. I, I did not even know what they were my, when my girlfriend said, called me and said, they're dabbling in prescription drugs. I didn't even know what kids did with prescription drugs back then. I didn't. Yeah. But, well, you know, it's kind of interesting that you, you brought up something that was just so impactful to me that you said, I wouldn't, if I had known, I wouldn't have even wanted to be in this life. So we, it seems like we want to know the future. We all wish we knew, right? I mean, people spend billions of dollars a year to go to these psychics and stuff, hoping they can somehow see the future, even though I don't think anybody knows the future except right. for God. But 
we would love to know, right? I mean, I, you know, my little kind of joke I say about God at heaven.com and, and God can just drop <laughs> us a quick email, right? Yeah. And we could just like get, a, just help me out. But you bring up such a good point, Donna. Had you known and God knew that had you known, you would have felt that way. I would have. That we, you know, that's why we don't. So in the beginning, you, you, you can't even imagine that if they painted the picture, this is what's going to happen to my beautiful boy at 15 and all this stuff's going to happen. 23 years of it. If somebody had painted that picture for you, you would have said, I'm out. I would have Valerie. And I have a very strong faith. I, I really would have. I didn't think I couldn't bear the first, second, third, fourth year, any of it. I mean, I did what I and I'm into rehab, like I have said before, you know, immediately at 15 years of age and then just kept going with it from there. But thinking, OK, you know, we'll send them to the best rehab. We'll send them to the 12 step private school in upper state New York. And I'm like, OK, he's going to come out. He's going to be fixed. We've got it. He's going to be fixed. And um, he wasn't, you know, I want to touch about upon something, too. You know, Anthony has mental illness, too. And, you know, that that as most of our beloved children do if they start abusing substances. And it's like a double-edged sword because you want to help the mental illness, right? You know, you don't want, you don't want to walk away from the mental illness, but the drug addiction because of the mental illness, it, it's, it's so hard. And I think that's what I was leaning on for 13 years. I just need to get his brain healthy. I need to, you know, I need to do this. I need to do that. But ultimately it's Anthony's choice. And he certainly knows that if he wants to get healthy, I, my God, I'm right, right, right here, uh, right here. And you said, you said something that I think so many people listening to this are going to relate to. You said, I need to get his brain better. I need to. Exactly. I thought healthy. I I need to, because I, in the beginning, I honestly, I will tell you though, Donna, I think if, if in the very beginning you don't try, that's ridiculous. You have to. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's not wrong. And we look back and go, well, I wasted all. No, in the beginning, sometimes you send them to rehab and it works or to that school you were talking about and it works. So that's fine. But as years go by and especially, you know, they're adults and yes, of course their brains become diseased and all that, but you're spending 13 years. Like I, it's so weird how you're started you know? at 15 you spent 13 years and so did I but you um you had to at some point come to the acceptance that if you could have you would have right that's, it would be done that's right that's right absolutely and I've said this before I'll say until the day I die I have read so many books probably every single one on addiction until I picked up your book did everything make sense to me everything. And I dug deep into my heart and soul and said, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I will never, I will always love my child. I will always, always be there for him on his journey of getting healthy and sometimes not getting healthy. I've been there too. Well, lots of times, hey, listen, I'll, I meet him where he's at, you know, I'll go and have a dinner with him. I'll take him for dinner. And he, I did this a few months ago and he was smoking crack in the bathroom. I let it go. He, he can't put anything over on me. I let it go. And we sat down, he sat down and we had a beautiful, now you've come a long way, baby. He was, he was smoking freaking crack in the bathroom and I knew it. And I'm like, okay, Donna, you could do one thing or another. You could enjoy this moment and have this be another pleasant moment in my memory bank, or you could 
completely ruin it and try to dictate, try to tell them what to do because they are not going to listen. They can't, they, only they have to want it so badly. We yeah. cannot for them. Absolutely no one can. Even with the mental illness, we cannot do it for them. Wow. Well, first, God bless you. And congratulations that you're strong enough that you could sit there and do that and accept and not try to fix. Um, it reminds me of my last time we ever saw Jamie, um, ever saw Jamie on a Christmas. And we all knew, we knew, <laughs> but I was in that same place that you were where I just needed this, this time. You this know, time, just... this time, that's right. And, and, and Valerie, don't you feel, cause there's so many different, different avenues that we could go down with this whole um, addiction journey with our our adult children. We could, I tried the tough love that did not feel good at all for me. I mean, and, and I did it. I did it right before I met you and read your book and, you know, don't answer the phone calls. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. None of that felt, it felt good to me, but, but it gave me, it gave me the tools I needed to set my boundaries up for yeah, answers. Yes. What I would, but everyone's journey as, as there's so much alike, but they're so different. Everyone's journey with this. And I truly believe that you have to do what you're comfortable with. I don't mean enabling and giving them money for drugs or, you know, what have you, but, Oh, but I did that for, you know, the better part of 13 years. So, Oh, I'm yeah. still doing it in my life with my son right now. I mean, they're actually doing it. So yeah. it's, I think, you know what, the thing about it is Don, I'm not excusing behavior and we all should try to understand better and everything, but everybody's just trying to do what they think they should do. Like you just said, exactly. I mean, exactly. No, there's well, no, there's no, I, you know, you talked about my book and there's all these books, but there's no, the book on this. Your, yours is the book, Valerie. I, no, 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 no. But I mean, okay. So you called it tough book. love. You know, I call it excruciatingly painful love. Okay. Right, tough love is right. when they can't go to the movies on Friday night. No, excruciatingly painful love is when you walk out of the restaurant knowing that your son just smoked crack in the bathroom mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you, and you left him, got in your car <laughs> and drove away. That's excruciatingly painful love. Right. But I didn't do that. I remained in the restaurant and had, no, and but I mean, when the day was over, when the time was over, Oh, right, 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 to, right. And you you know didn't try to fix it. I, you didn't try to. No, I did not. I did nothing. I did nothing. I just continued our conversation. He was talking about my parents, his beloved grandparents and, and his sisters and just, he, my son's extremely smart. So he's very knowledgeable about, he, he's, he loves to read. So we were just talking about different life events and issues and, and it, it, it was wonderful. And no, I was not the old Donna would have been banging down the bathroom door. I would have been maybe calling the police, maybe not. I would have pulled that crack, whatever they smoke it with out of his hands and, I knew it, but I, you know, I, I, I was enjoying the time with my son. Wow. That, I mean, that is so powerful, Donna. It's such a place to be. And the only thing I want to mention to people who are listening to this, what happens sometimes you hear a story like this and you go, oh my God, I haven't heard from my son or daughter in this long, or I haven't talked to them, or I told them I'm drawing the line and oh no, you know, I better just go run and have lunch with them. Like Donna said, everybody's in a different place. Everyone, uh, it might not be your time to do this. And what I think is the most important for people to hear about what the story you just told is that you did not jump back into the snake pit. I'll never go backwards. That's you different can't. from you right. saying, I'll meet him where he is. 
I'll love him where he is. And, but that's different from you Mm -hmm. jumping back into the enabling or, or, or letting your life tumble back into darkness. That's right. That's right. And Valerie, like you say, come on, you still have your a hole in your heart that you have to live with for the rest of your life. I kind of have a hole here too, that because it's been of course you do. such a long, long journey. And I am not playing the victim here. I never, never do. Or the woe is me. But it's, you know, be, doing this dance for 23 years is... No, it's huge. It's, it's been huge. the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with. I always say God knew. This is how I justify it. God knew before Anthony was born, he chose Anthony for me. He knew what Anthony's journey was going to be. I did not know I could handle it until 13 years later. And even in the midst of it, I was handling it, but not, not like I do now. And God gave him to me as a treasure, knowing that, knowing that I would be able to handle it. So from your first question, I didn't even know I could handle it. I didn't. And then the years Don't you on. think that's so important for people? I, you know, you hear me say this all the time. Where I say you're stronger than you think, but Without you'll it. never know. And until you dig down and start working, doing the work uh, to become strong, but it's, I'm a, a thousand percent convinced that everybody is stronger than they think than they ever could imagine. Right. Yeah. So when people Without say, I can't it. do this. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Valerie, just like it is for our beloved children to get healthy, clean, whatever. I have to tell you, I think it's just as hard for the parents because we have to put an awful lot of work in to, to turn it around for us and not to, you know, I, I don't, I think you, you did the same thing that I did. I mean, I wasn't going to parties. I didn't even go to my father's 70th birthday party because I couldn't stand um, when people would say, Oh, how's Anthony and how's he doing it? I, I would break out in tears and I will, I have to live with that one for the rest of my life. If I was healthy, I would have went to my dad's. My dad was my hero. He's, he was my everything, my dad and my mom. And, but, and now today, that's one of the wishes I wish I went, but I just wasn't strong enough. You, you know, everyone owes it to themselves to do the work and to get healthy. Like you always say, and I say this to every single person that I counsel, if you're living their life and they're living living their life, well, then who is living your life? That statement that you say is so strong. It is. Isn't that that so? um, Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it the truth that you, you mentioned a minute ago, how difficult the journey is for the mom or dad or other family member of a loved one enmeshed in all of this. And I think I was thinking that because you're working on yourself, there's this other situation out there. This is different than, let's say, I need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So I've got to focus on what I eat and all this stuff. So, but there's not another person over there whose journey is, you know, whose life is falling apart that's affecting you. Right. In your health situation. I'm just, you pulled that that's out of my right. head, but, mm-hmm. but that's why it's, it's so difficult too, because you still have that going on. So it, there's no question, Donna, and you mentioned a hole in your heart. I kind of came up with that after Jamie died, but I, before she died, I used to say that my heart was shattered into a million pieces. And then I was able to pick up the pieces and put them back together. I like that. Now there's a permanent (laughs) hole, but I I would honestly say in looking back now, I can truthfully say that the the fact that my daughter was killed, it it, it took away the hope, took away the Mm -hmm. hope that she Mm -hmm. would do X, Y, Z in the future. You know, Mm -hmm. my hope, my thoughts, not God's, mine. That's of right. what she might do in the future. It took that away. But I will have to tell you, as 
painful as it is sometimes, it's not better, but it's easier than what you're going through. Yeah, I know you've said that too. And you, you have said that to me many times. And hey, listen, you know, that that could very well be true. It's, um, you know, my ex-husband and I, we kind of have a little, we, we, well, we have three kids together, but he said to me the other day, and I got really upset over it. We were talking about Anthony and, and I said something and he's, and I, something about him, you know, I, I don't, I, what did I say? Something about him um, in relation to Anthony. And he said, well, if he dies, there's no loss. And I'm like, no, Nick, there's a huge loss. He'll feel different. (laughs) Trust me. What's that? He would feel different. Trust me. Oh, of course he will, but he hasn't done the work, Valerie. I try to educate him so much. He hasn't done the work. Yeah, and it's no, you, you think you're going to know how you're going to feel. You don't know. Of course you don't. Of course not. But, you know, so I, when I think about this, Donna, and I think about you and you're such a, you are such a mentor and a leader for so many people. Um, but I think about how far you must have come. I didn't know you during the 13 years I knew you, you know, since toward the end, you know, after right. you That's made right. your decision, but I I don't have to know you or know your story to know where you were because I was living it too. Exactly. Um, that's why mm-hmm. I think before we started recording, I mentioned to you old Donna and, you know, now Donna. Right. Um, so obviously in so many ways, you're the same person, but you can't go through what you have and be the same person in all ways. You are changed forever, forever, some ways. Yeah. Not so good. Some ways, you know, these scars are big ones there. You mm-hmm. know, you see people with ugly scars from surgery and stuff. That's nothing compared to the scars we have in our hearts and our soul. Um, Absolutely. But, but can you, I know that you would say there are ways in which you're better as a human being. You're, you know, there are ways in which you've grown and changed that you would probably not have. I absolutely, Valerie, you and I have discussed this in length along with Sarah and, and Jerry. And first of all, I wouldn't have met my girls. I wouldn't have met Sarah, Jerry, and Diane. And um, they're obviously members of our group. And um, yeah, no, you, you become much kinder. You become so less judgmental. You, you know, if somebody says something about someone that isn't, whatever, like a homeless person. And they'll say, Oh, you know, he's this, that. And I said, no, 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 no. He, he has a story. You don't, don't, don't go ahead. I mean, I'm really adamant about changing the way people think as far as homelessness and mental illness. That's someone's daughter. That's someone's son. That's someone's brother. That's someone's, if they're married, that's someone's someone. And you, God loves them just as much as these all the, the entitled people in the world, probably more. I was driving to go get blood today. And I'm like, you know, these poor people that don't have anything, um, you know, in the third world countries and whatever. And I said, God, really, I think they're really up there on God's, on God's list of people. Well, he does say the meek shall inherit the earth. Without a doubt. And without a doubt. And, and, and we look down upon them that really, really. And I think once you go through something like this well I never looked down upon homeless or that is one thing I could say but you know you have to give back you must give back and giving back feels so good it's 
it's like a drug high. I never did drugs, but it's, that's the only thing. It, it's, it's amazing when you, when you whisper some words into someone that's so hurting and needs, needs a listening ear and you truly listen to them. And it, it's just, there's so many, so many incredibly wonderful blessings through this that I never would have discovered had it not been for this journey. Well, you know, it's funny how you say that you say these words to people and the incredible feeling you get, because it is true that it is better to give than receive. Absolutely. Because uh, you actually receive so much by giving. But when you, when you say these words to people, do you ever have these feelings, Donna, where you go, whoa, that was good. That came out of my mouth. Hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> Sometimes right? I usually realize it a day later. <laughs> Or, but that you know, just they'll proves say how wisdom, how much wisdom we all have. Yeah. Or they'll, you know, come up to me like two, three years later and say, you changed my daughter's life. You changed my son's life or you helped me so much. And, you know, you, you don't even realize what you're doing because you don't do it for anything. I think that's the most important thing. Lesson in this. You don't do it to get back. You do it wholeheartedly, period. You don't have yeah. to brag about it, which I never never do you don't have to do anything bruce doesn't even know all the people that i you know he doesn't know and you, you don't do even it, know yeah you do it from your heart donna and, you don't even know all the people no I, I i really don't that's what's really cool when i hear from people that go you know that five years ago blah 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 and you changed my life because and i'm thinking i've never heard this name before in my life but the point is is that even the people you can think of they've they've taken that some little tidbit of something you said and imparted it on somebody else Right. This is what is so powerful about. So you, you know, you're talking about the giving back that this is your overarching, you know, you, you, you wouldn't, I'm sure you were already a generous person, but you're in a totally different place, giving back, really speaking life into people's souls Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. of your journey. Um, But you, there's no possible way you could have done that if you had not decided to get up off of the mat after 13 years, work on your own recovery give up the shame and the guilt. And we could make a whole long list of things you've had to do. People listening, is it easy? No. If you're looking for a quick fix, we're not your girls. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. <laughs> we, we don't have the answer for the quick fix. I don't think it exists. No. But if you <laughs> hadn't done all of the work that you have done to get better, to be able, you wouldn't be able to, you would have been the person you mentioned early on in this episode that you didn't want to get better for 13 years. That's right. Cause I, I truly thought I had the power. How sick is that? <laughs> to, to guilt him out of it, to shame him out of it. And then when both my parents died, he was very close with my parents. We were all torn up over that. Like, well, I would tell him, what do you think they're, they're rolling over in their grave in heaven. I mean, I tried everything. I know didn't, I, the guilt trip is, is the one we think is going to work, right? Oh, I did that beautifully. I'll tell you so beautifully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I know. No, I mean, I know we, hey, we pull it all out. We try everything. You, so you would say that you were still spending that time thinking there was something you could do. I think it, it goes beyond that, Donna, because it isn't that you have this big ego and you think oh, I'm so powerful. We oh, think no, it's no. our responsibility. As a mom, when you are given that baby, whichever way that beautiful child comes to you, you, your mothering instincts is to always protect and take care of. So truly, we are going in the opposite direction from everything that we belong, everything that we believed in our parenting skills. 
okay, now you have to do this, 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 and this. And it doesn't feel right, but it, it will save your life. I promise you that it will save your life. And go out there and shout it. Shout no more stigma, no more judgment, no more this, no more that. Shout it out. Boy, does the world need to hear that. Look at poor Matthew Perry. I mean, you know, he drowned. And I, I have his book. I, I adore. I, I, I adore him. And you know, he's here one day. We don't know if he relapsed or not. I mean, it, to me, it's kind of looking that way. And you know, how sad. How sad. And and it's just. Yeah, it is sad, but what demons, you know, it's interesting. What I read demon? something recently what about demon? him. He said something recently where he said, you know, he spent, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know how many millions of dollars. It was probably in that book, millions of dollars on rehabs, millions. He did. And he said he, he recognized that most people don't have that kind of money to spend, That's, but they mm -hmm. have something he doesn't have, which is anonymity. That's right. And so every, no matter who you are, where you are, there's always some, everybody has a story. You mentioned it earlier. Everybody has a story everybody and the stories are unique and yep. they're very unique and you have to be comfortable with what you're doing um in regards to your story and your child's story adult child whatever it may be or husband or you know wife or whatever it's um hmm. well donna i'm just so proud of of your and and not just proud of you i'm thankful and grateful that you have done what you are doing, what you can, because I don't want to say you have done already because you're still doing it and will be forever mm -hmm. because it, life is hard and Anthony's story is not over. Your story is not over. So, you know, it's a lifelong process and I'm, I'm really grateful to people like you because sometimes we feel like, oh, it's so selfish. If I get up and I go out and I get better, and I'm leaving this person behind, but I kind of feel like you're being selfish if you don't, because the people you mentioned earlier that come up to you later and say, you said this and it's helped my son or daughter or whatever, that wouldn't happen. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. And so I have to tell you a little, so what not going to my dad's 70th birthday, I, I hope this resonates with some of your listeners. Um, and I felt so guilt-ridden and I couldn't go because one of my brother's friends, who I adore, by the way, but he just asked a million questions about Anthony. He's like, did it, did it. And I'm like, I can't, I can't take, I cannot take it. If he starts asking me questions, I just can't do it. And this is when I was so broken. And then a few years later, Valerie, I don't even think I ever told you this story. Um, he came up to me at one of our parties or whatever at my brother's house. And I was strong. I had, it, this was from probably five years ago. And I love this young man as my brother's best friend, husband, his best friend since kindergarten. And I said, listen, I think I even told him I couldn't go to my father's 70th birthday party because I don't want you to take offense to it. But I was too weak to even answer. Well, where is Anthony? How is Anthony? How is he doing? How is he doing? And I said, you know what, Frankie, here I am. This is the mom of an addict. Here's what mom of addicts. I hate that word addict. Here's here's oh. a mom. But a it's, a, it's a word people understand. So we have to use yeah. it. Yeah. Well, here, yeah. here, here I am. And he just sat there. I said, you could ask me anything you want now because I'm finally healthy and I will never skip another panel. I could like cry. I will never. Oh, skip my God, Donna, I'm going to cry right another now. Another event ever. And I cannot tell you how much I love this story. I cannot tell you because as you were telling the first part of the story or when you mentioned it earlier, I was thinking. I wonder 
how different it would have been if he would have come up to her recently. I'm so glad that not only did he come up to you recently, but you opened the door and explained. Um, because I bet you now you would appreciate somebody asking about Anthony. Yes. Yeah. Well, he, he dug, he dug. And I said, you know, Frankie, you can ask me whatever you want now because I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress, but I I'm getting healthy and I'm going to stay that way. So, um, wow. You're such an inspiration, Donna. Listen, I want everyone who's listening to know that we are going to have sessions like this on video in our warriors and hope, um, it'd be delivered in our new app. And I shouldn't say are going to, by the time I put this, up, by the time this episode drops, it will be a reality. You'll be able to become <laughs> a warrior and hope and learn more from warriors like Donna. Isn't it amazing that Donna is not, you know, a life coach or doesn't have her own brand or anything. It's kind of amazing, right? Um, Donna, you're incredible. You're so insightful. And I, I can't imagine anyone listening to this, whether or not they had anyone in addiction, just in general and not getting many nuggets out of the things that you said today. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's always such a pleasure.